Hey there, it's Colette LaBarber and Bridget Whitney. We are pretty pumped to invite you to eavesdrop while we chat with some of our favorite badasses in and beyond the hockey world. The arena goal horn doesn't blow when people have success off the ice, so we want to blow it here. Did you say blow? Oh, I might have. Colette likes to rap while eating kale and chewing healthy juice on our way to Supermomet, sell real estate, or change the world one philanthropic moment at a time. Bridge smashes coffee and makes up the words her favorite songs, needs to set an alarm on her phone for almost every appointment in life because she's always late. She's busy managing her three kids, dancing addiction, and website for pro hockey families. If we lived together, we would high-five each other at 4.45 a.m. when I'm just getting up and Bridget is headed to bed, each a vampire in our own right. Both of us love our families, each other, and our insanely awesome hockey community. So pour yourselves a drink of choice and saddle up because the boys aren't the only ones with the stories. Our guest today is an insanely talented jewelry designer. Melanie Ald has grown her business in the last few years selling at multiple big-time retailers. Her husband, Alex Ald, is a former NHL goalie. He played for eight teams across the league, and now they have landed in Vancouver where Mel can watch her business flourish. From handmaking all her pieces to where she is now, we are so proud of our girl and happy she's here to join us. Hello. Hi, thanks for having me. Hi, Mel, it's fun to um, quasi meet you. <laughs> right? I feel like I've been such a creeper and a fan of your jewels and your artistry. Feel- now I'm like, there she is. So how is everything in Vancouver? It's um, it's moving along. It's great. I love it here. We opened a store in June. We just moved studios. I swore I wouldn't do another renovation after the store or like a build out. And then we just outgrew our current studio space and the girls were begging me to move. So here we are. Another build out. (laughs) It's been kind of, it's been kind of nuts. And where's the, where's the build out now? We're in Mount Pleasant. We just needed more square footage. Okay, let's back up. You were making pieces by hand. Were you doing this for friends or how do we get into this? Yeah, um, well, Alex and I have been together for quite a while. We met when we were 17. But by the time we were engaged and getting married, I knew that for myself to have a career, I was going to have to get into something um, that I could take with me. Mm-hmm. So... I, we actually started, well, the first place I moved with him was Winnipeg and we lived there for three years. He played for the Moose and I worked at this store there called Girl Candy Shop and she kind of did like personal styling for all these women in Winnipeg and her assistant uh, handmade jewelry. And I remember thinking like, I can totally, I feel like I could do that. So Alex like transformed our upstairs, like this upstairs guest bedroom into this workspace and I just started like hand making jewelry I feel like it's kind of like the typical answer you hear from a jewelry designer like I started making it my friends started buying it I mean I always acknowledged that I didn't have that pressure of like having to put food on the table and that was really um that was really big for being able to just be creative and really explore the different types of jewelry that it's possible to create so I don't know I guess it was probably before Sam our son was born that I started to realize I can't hand make this all myself anymore it started to get to be a little bit crazy and making designing one piece and creating it is fun but hand making a hundred of the same piece not so fun um, baby steps small wins you know it sounds like one thing has sort of led to the next and to the next. Yeah, it really does. And I mean, we had to, because Alex, when he retired, 
the company, I had opened the company in the US, we had to close that down. And so the company that we've opened in Vancouver is actually only six years old and it has seen tremendous success, but I feel like that is in part to the amount of time that was put in previous to that. Sure. Yeah, I still have quite a few of your handmade pieces from yeah. <laughs> like way back in the day. And, um, I was wearing one, there's one that I have like a little turquoise um piece on a like a gold chain and I was getting so many compliments on it this summer and I'm like oh it's vintage Melanie <laughs> I can't believe I'm so old there's vintage <laughs> but remember when you used to like make me those stacks and I was just like oh I loved it so yeah it's great I mean I kind of can't believe how old I am at this point but you started talking about that <laughs> are you and Alex both from the same town we met in high school and yeah. So were you just buddies in high school or how did that go? We were, <laughs> it's funny you ask. We were really good friends in high school. He had like a huge crush on one of my best friends and she just like, no, just not the time of day for him. And um, I wasn't interested when he told me that he'd like to start dating. So when we were in the same city, I was like, no. And then he moved away and started playing hockey in North Bay. And then I was like, huh, maybe, maybe I was wrong. Like maybe we should start dating. So we started dating, yeah, when he was away and I lived in Thunder Bay. And then we broke up for like, I think we broke up twice. And once in college, we both dated other people. And then it just, I don't know, came back together. Each other again. Where did yeah. you go to college? I went to Fanshawe in London. Okay. And what were yeah, you studying? Yeah, fashion merchandising. Okay. But being a buyer isn't really conducive to being married to a hockey player. <laughs> you know, it's just like where he can pick up and leave at any point. So like what company is ever going to commit to you? If no, exactly. Yeah, that's a difficult part. We keep talking about that with girls because... One, often you end up in the United States and you can't work, so you're just doing things that you can uh, improve yourself or, you know, I don't know, yeah. finding, mm -hmm. finding things to, that interest you so that you can still um, grow as a person and not, not just feel stuck. I know. I feel like that's re it's really tough. I, I think I've thought about it a lot since he's retired, and I feel like you hear people say, like, you knew what you were getting yourself into. Like, mm, I don't think at 22, I really knew what I was getting myself into. Like, there's no regrets, obviously. Life's so great. But when you really think about, like, what you're giving up as a young woman, I think that, like, you're a little naive at that age. I think so, too. When you yeah. look back. And you think, and it is an adventure. And we're all, we've all had great, great adventures along our hockey paths, I guess. But, um... Yeah, you're right. A lot is lost on the way. And whether you mean for it to happen yeah. or no, like it just kind of yeah. life happens and you find you find a path within the path. I mean, some of my most proud moments have been realizing like we have a great marriage, but in realizing that like I would be fine on my own, which I honestly never felt when he was playing. At that point, it was like, he's my everything. He's my best friend. But like, could I do this on my own? Like, would I be able to support myself? That's something you kind of give up the knowledge of like what it feels like to pay your own bills and 
I mean, I don't think everybody gives it up. I was 22 when I got married, so I definitely did. But now, whatever, however many years later, I won't say how many, I feel like it's crazy. It just hit me one day. I was driving and I was like, oh, like, I did, like, I did it. Like, I'm fine now. I'm yeah. more fine. Was that, that is awesome. Do you think that's the point too, where you felt like you were a success? I guess so. I guess in a way, like being financially independent in that way. And also just, it felt kind of nice that he supported us for so long. And it's, I mean, I think we all know, you know, a backup goalie is, it's not like we were, he was making the amount of money where we could just like, he would retire and we would just not have to work, like have that luxury. We didn't have that. So it was a little bit scary when he was retiring, thinking how, like, how is this going to work? Like we got accustomed to a certain lifestyle and although it wasn't like crazy extravagant, it was definitely pretty good. So it was a little bit nerve wracking when that all came to an end, just wondering like how we were going to, how that was going to work and being able to like step up and create something that can provide for the family where he can do something that he now enjoys. I, I mean, that feels successful to me. Yeah, for sure. no, 100%. I feel, like, I feel like we'd kind of talked over some of those moments when you kind of, you know, had the realization that you're successful in your own right. And it was really cool for you to be able to provide and give back to Alex, you know, kind of everything he's given to you too. Yeah. And I mean, like, he's always made me feel equal. Like he's always been super supportive of everything that I've wanted to do and we kind of always talked about that when he was done, like it would be my turn and we'd be able to, you know, I would be able to put all my time and effort into that. And so, yeah, I'm definitely lucky in that sense. Yeah. Like it's not always that way. I'm sure. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> definitely is not for some people. But How many cities did you guys live in? Oh God. Um, so many. Uh, Winnipeg, Vancouver, Florida. So we were in South Florida, um, Phoenix, Boston, Ottawa, Dallas, back, no, Montreal, back to Ottawa. Then he went like the lockout year. He went to, we went to, where were we? We were in Austria. Um, and then we were like, okay, <laughs> I think this is it. Like, and we moved every single year. Like Winnipeg was the only city that we were ever in for longer than one season. And that was wow. when it was um, Vancouver's farm team, right? Yeah, yeah. So like there was times that we'd be in Winnipeg and he'd be in Vancouver and I'd stay and that kind of thing, but we never stayed in one city. That's crazy. And where were your kids born? Sam was born in Boston and Ella was born in Florida. Okay. Yeah. I always think that's a fun hockey <laughs> question too, because it's a really scattered around wherever. Our, our, ours are born in different states too. Yeah, it's so random. It's funny. Fun. We, I, I mean, I love it. We, however, our Sam's whole birth and like that was the craziest time of my life. I had him when I was twenty-seven, and Alex got. We were in Phoenix, and I think I was, I don't know, like thirty-two weeks pregnant, and he got put on waivers, not picked up, sent down to San Antonio. So we drove to San Antonio, set up the whole house because I was like, I'm going to have a baby soon. We need to like get settled here. We were there for two nights on the second night. His agent called and said, 
I, Boston, I think Boston's trading for you. So like stop unpacking. It was like midnight. He gets traded. I drive him to the airport at four in the morning. We're in San Antonio, the city that I've like, I've been in for two days, no clue. And we have three dogs. So I was like, what in the hell just happened to my life? Um, and Alex's dad came down and got two of our dogs. I got the whole house packed up, got on a plane. They were on the road. He got somebody from the team to like pick me and my dog Chachi up in the middle of a snowstorm. And then the guy dropped us off at like a residence or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, I don't know what happened. We had a nice house in Florida. I was going to have a baby. We were set. And then all of a sudden it's like your whole life goes to shit and but then at the same time you're so happy because he's back in the NHL so I don't know it was crazy so was that the the first home was that Sam's first home then the residence in no luckily I like pulled it all together and got like an executive stay like fully furnished condo Mm -hmm. and yeah I just remember being like I don't know anybody here at all but you know I'll never forget this Chrissy Kobasu called me it was just like I, I hear like I, you're pregnant and like do you need anything and she'd come over and like she'd have a glass of wine and we'd talk and then as soon as I had the baby she'd be like let me take him just let me take him and you go get your hair done or you go shopping and I was just like you're my savior like I think at the time I had a bit of postpartum and she saved my life so that's a that's one thing I'm also like so grateful for we were yeah, just I- with Chrissy last night we love Chrissy Kobasu. She was so sweet. She was amazing that season because I mean it's so hard. You're 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 young. You're pregnant. It's your first baby. You're in this new city. You don't know anybody there, and like to have somebody just like put themselves out there for you is pretty big. That's awesome. I'm always glad that that happens. It, it's not surprising to me, but I um I don't know. It has to happen, and I love that someone steps up. Yeah. Typically, someone does. Yeah. And there's and then they leave a mark on your life, and then you want to kind of pay it forward right yeah definitely for sure uh, well, that's good that you got into the house and kind of settled and what was the house <laughs> it was like this condo like it was it was the craziest year of my life Alex would leave I have Sam who had colic nonetheless screaming his face off strapped to a baby Bjorn at like 10 at night walking our dog in like the dark and I was just like what like, that, was, oh, that was when Jason got traded to Vancouver we used in the suites at um Sutton Place oh yeah <laughs> so that was his friend. I spent a lot of time there <laughs> Six, yeah about uh five months <laughs> no was- did you have a spot yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> in a warm spot did you all the cities that what was your favorite one I mean I guess Vancouver because <laughs> I'm back but um the one that surprised me the most was probably Dallas I feel like I'm like a pretty like liberal, like liberal person. So I kind of had this idea of like what Texas was going to be like, like, and I don't know where we lived was great. Um, I guess it's like the Southern hospitality thing, Mm -hmm. potentially just coming out of the fact that we were in Ottawa and it was freezing. And then you get into the city where it never quite gets too cold. Um, And there's also something about, the the u.s where i don't know everything seems just easier like i love dallas more stuff it's just like 
it was fun. Yeah. Dallas is a great city too. It's kind of, uh, you can sort of operate your life in a little bit of a bubble. Yeah. I feel like that's what lots of people said. Like we lived in the park cities and they were like, it's and I was like, I we live there too, but honestly, within two years, that is the one city that I met the most people outside of hockey. The yeah. community there, like at the kids' schools, um, was amazing. Like, I just had so many contacts on my phone fairly quickly, I think, due to my kids and the, their ages at the time. Uh, but it was really cool. Everyone was really welcoming and eager to help us get settled. And yeah, I also just the team feel like. I feel like it's easier to meet people in like those non-traditional markets for some reason like it feels like they don't really care so you yeah free about totally yeah, I, yeah when That's Jason true. played in for Phoenix I told everybody like when people were like oh like what do you guys do here I tell everyone oh my husband plays hockey and they're like oh for the Coyotes I'm like yeah there's only one team but <laughs> in Canada you just kind of dodge it all the time yeah because I feel like in those cities people just don't really give a shit so we moved from Vancouver to Florida and I still remember being like oh wait we're not going to be able to like call a restaurant and get in they're like <laughs> no no we don't care when I was having pregnancy cravings and I'd call and they'd be like Oh yeah, we're at capacity tonight. I'm like, um, it's for the La Barbaras. And like, okay, this is La Barbara. And like, uh-huh. right. <laughs> nice. yeah, that, that goes away real fast. <laughs> That's funny. I drop Andrea Doan's name here when I'm in Phoenix. <laughs> I don't drop my own name. I'm like, um, th- this is the Doan. The Doans will be joining us. <laughs> so, I drop everyone else's name. <laughs> yeah. I, know. I forget that life. It seems like a really long time ago. It's, I feel like, so when you were, when you guys were in Vancouver, I feel like those were like crazier days than when I was in Vancouver, like a lot more like house parties or was that you like the house party? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I feel like. She's yeah. nodding her eyes are like, why? Yeah, I mean, I, Vancouver was like scary. It was like, a, it was a scary wives room to begin with. Um, I remember like there was, like three or four girls like their husbands so people that we played with in Winnipeg who like the guys all kind of like made it at the same time but like so that made it a little easier but when I remember when Alex would get called up I'd just like walk into the room nobody would really say anything I can remember the first time I like stood in the corner stood there like watching for I don't know five minutes still nobody talking to me and then I just walked out I was like never mind I can't do this I don't want any part of this but I mean it got better when he when he was actually on the team and then people made more of an effort but like you know what though I feel like Ray got really we talked about this before too Ray got really good later in his career obviously this wasn't the entire time but just saying hey heads up so-and-so's girlfriend's gonna be in town he just got called up, but I relied on Ray for that because often I didn't know if who it was. But yeah, and I he'd be like, "Okay, so watch for someone by herself." And even if he even if he hadn't, I think by then I, at that point I was like, "Oh hi, I'm Bridget," and I don't know. It really all you have to do is introduce yourself. Listen up, people. Was, yeah, she was in Vancouver when there's a lot of um, strong personalities. Um, strong. That's yeah, that happens. But one of them that we had too. Oh, so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It was very, it was very intense. So that was my perception of like how this whole thing was going to play. Like how shitty, like what I was going to be dealing with, but it totally changed. Like we went to Florida the next year 
and the girls were super welcoming and we had lots of fun and I was like oh, okay so I can do this now <laughs> there are normal people out there <laughs> uh, and what's Alex up to now so for the last couple of years he had a radio show on Sportsnet 650. Um, he did like the Canucks pre and post game shows and then he had like an afternoon show. But it got a little bit nuts um, just in terms of he loved what he was doing, but the time he might as well have been playing again. Like he was gone every single evening that the Canucks were either here or away because here he'd be at the um, arena and away he ended up having to go to the radio station. So like our son, Sam plays hockey at um, a pretty, like a decent level. So he was missing all those things that he was so excited to like be able to be there for. I don't know, so we just had to talk this summer and I was like, well, I could really use a CFO if you want to start writing the checks over here because it was starting to get too much for me. So we kind of just made the executive decision for him to step away from that. And so now he comes in with an office full of women, <laughs> the only guy here, but he does um, a lot of the financial, the financial side of the company. So it's been a huge load off for me. Oh, no good. kidding. That's awesome. Yeah. And he is starting. So Sportsnet came to him. So he's doing a podcast for Sportsnet 650 to kind of just like, keep his own thing so yeah oh that's exciting yeah. yeah well when hockey's in your blood like that sometimes it's hard to get out like you have to be I don't know they like to talk yeah. about it and he obviously has a lot to offer yeah, yeah it's, I mean like he has a lot of it like Sam plays a lot of hockey and so I don't know if you guys know Joe and Manny Mahaltra yeah so they're signed I just creep him on Instagram <laughs> I love their kids. I love their kids. Actually, the last their little I, girl. The last time I saw you, I had a flight in LA, and she's like texting me. She's like, "Hey, are you at the LA, are you at LAX? Because they're paging you. <laughs> We're <laughs> so taking off weird. soon." I'm like, "Thanks, I'm coming." <laughs> Alex and Manny have been assistant coaches on their team for the last three or four years, so he gets his fill. Like they. They work the boys hard. <laughs> does um, Alex do any of the goalie coaching for the kids on the team then? He does, yeah. <laughs> Easton won't let Jason come on the ice. He's like, no. <laughs> I just... Well, wait, is Easton a goalie? No, not yet. They don't have positions yet. He just doesn't want him around. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, dude, you know how many kids on this team would love if their dad played in the NHL? Um, I them. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know. I feel like it kind of goes one of two ways. Like either one of your children is so excited about it. And then I've seen the exact opposite where the kid being like, no, like, I just want this to be my thing now. Yeah. Ray coaches Hudson too. And I think they've found their groove. Well, yeah. Jason coaches enough anyways, because he's coaching with the hitmen and oh, right. Canada. So it's, we travel a ton. Like he's gone they play in like 10 different cities across the U.S. So they travel wow. at least once a month, almost twice a month, sometimes far. Wow. Uh, Sam? Sam is 11. He'll be 12 in January. Okay. So he's, this is his first year Peewee. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. I can't believe he's going to be 12. I know. It's really, it's, yeah, he's going to be 12 and Ella's eight. And sometimes I ask myself where the time went, like what's happening? I know. I feel like I missed it sometimes, especially when I look at my youngest, who's 11, and I 
I'm like, oh my gosh, I almost don't even remember her being a baby <laughs> or being, I don't right? know, just busy. Life is busy. And yeah. all of a sudden they're giants. I know. And it's like, you can keep trying to remind yourself to enjoy the moments, but they still just go by so fast. Like it's still, it's, it's hard to do. Like it's hard to really savor that time. I'm going to soak it all in, but yeah. Well, yeah. And you're busy running an empire. So I don't know about empire. I love it. Eventually. So you, I've seen your stuff obviously in Nordstrom. Where else, sorry, where else do you sell? We sell um, the big, like the more well-known places probably are, again, Nordstrom, Anthropology, Intermex. um, I'm trying to think. There's like a, I don't know if when you were here, you knew about like Blue Ruby. They have like jewelry stores all over the mainland um trying to think what else we've kind of been wanting to concentrate on our own online and our brick and mortar so like expanding into maybe more markets in terms of um our brick and mortar stores i think our next our next city would probably be toronto which is one of our biggest um online supporters so yeah it's so the one what your first brick and mortar is or your only one, I guess, is Vancouver, the one that you're in right now? It's in Vancouver. We opened it in June, and because we kind of made the move into, originally we'd just been using, um, creating demi-fine jewelry, and we wanted to make the move into fine, because it kind of felt like our customer was growing with us, just in terms of, like, wanting a piece that lasts a lifetime, Um, and we'd been having them ask so much that it was kind of the catalyst for the store, because once you start charging fine jewelry, you know, for fine jewelry, people want to start trying that on and seeing it in person. It's a big difference. Right. Paying $85 or paying like $700. So we really felt like being able to like provide our customer, not only with being able to see it in person, but with like our experience, how we wanted, how we wanted our brand to be viewed and perceived because you kind of lose that in, um, you kind of lose that in wholesale because the reality is the store portrays you the way that they need to or displays your jewelry in the way that they see fit, but it, it might not always be cohesive with how you want your brand. Yeah, how you feel about it. So it was really like our our goal was to create a space that kind of felt more like an oasis in the city where people could come in because so much of the jewelry is inspired by like my travel and architecture and all these different elements that I find so inspiring. We really wanted to create a space where people could come in and kind of just feel like they could take a breather from the hectic, either the hectic being in the city or like their lives or whatever, like have a bit of a vacation vibe when they came in and, you know, be able to check it out. I've seen some of the pictures. It's a beautiful space. Yeah, it's amazing. Thank you. I worked with a designer here who's pretty well known for um, like her resident. She does residential design. Her name's Kelly Deck. And because I wanted it to kind of feel like somebody was walking into my home, I thought that that would be a really cool collaboration to partner with her. Yeah, it yeah. looks gorgeous. Obviously, you have amazing style, but it's, yeah, it's so cool to see. Like how, I don't know. I love how you decorate your house, your office. Like, oh, thank you. The way you dress. Like, I'm like, oh, I love that sweater. <laughs> really, I've been feeling real slobby lately. <laughs> trying to get everything done. And like one day I came in in blue lemons and I was like, Okay, guys, I don't want you to start dressing like this, but this is all I got in me today. <laughs> but your slobby dressing is probably my dressing up. So. <laughs> <laughs> Little variety, everyone. You have to be ready to have, an, you know, do some push-ups if you need to. 
Yeah, do all the things that I'm doing. I mean, you have to be realtor ready sometimes, no? Yeah. I mean, a lot of times I work from home, so, but yeah, people are like, hey, can you come open this? You're like, quick change. Yeah. <laughs> have you along the, on, along the path, I'm just curious, so did you have to study gemology or did, what, do you hire some, someone then or? No, I, I feel like I've kind of taught myself that. So I took metalsmithing courses. So I did have to, um, I had to learn that because that was so far out of my realm of understanding. But when it came to gems, I'm, I'm pretty self, I'm pretty self-taught. Like you can find information everywhere. And I've been doing it now for the last 15 years that I kind of feel like it's second nature. We also tend to, like Moonstone is our very best seller. So a lot of our pieces center around that. And to be honest, I we don't venture that far outside of like Moonstone, Labradorite, Opal, like the stones that are more neutral and people people tend to gravitate towards because they can be worn with anything and they're so beautiful. So they're beautiful. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I love your new lines too. Obviously I've loved every line because I'm like <laughs> always well, thank you. You I love the new stuff that you have out. And those new, like the fine jewelry rings now too. Yeah, the fine jewelry gets me in trouble. It's just, there's so much. And I'm like, how much diamonds are too much diamonds in my ears? Like, is it becoming obnoxious? But it's just like, you start see, it's all, you know, you get all these samples and you just want to wear them all. It's, it's well, a do you need an ear model or a ring model? <laughs> I actually do. Like the amount of people who don't have more than one piercing, it's, it's really tough to find. We like, when you want to style an ear party, you need somebody with like three or four piercings and it's really not the most simple thing. Oh, that's true. I wouldn't have yeah. thought of that. You know, so sometimes, I mean, I'll model. How many do you have? <laughs> she only has two ears, but she's got. <laughs> <laughs> I have two, but I'll, I'll go. I'll okay. get more. Yeah. But you, can just go to our, you can come to one of our piercing parties. Oh, you do those? Yeah. Next time I come to Vancouver. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um okay so you've done some cool collaborations or, sure. with jillian jillian harris how did that partnership come about yeah. um one of my good girlfriends here her name's kara she's a blogger um or an influencer i don't know i don't know what people like to be called nowadays but she we're really good friends and we had actually collaborated um i think like three years ago she invited Jillian into the studio one day and we just kind of like hit it off and didn't talk about a collab or anything, just, just chatted. And then it kind of like came to me, I'm like, why I should ask her if she wants to do something together. Cause she had mentioned potentially doing something in jewelry. And so I texted her and she was like, yeah, let's do it. So we first came out with a collection. It was called the Summer Love Collection. And during it, she found out she was pregnant and it was amazing. But then a year later, she came to me saying that she wanted to do something with initials. Like she's very into like the personalized and initials. And I thought that, that's a great idea. And so we launched um, the Adorned Collection and it's been absolutely insane. Like it. I mean, everybody wants something personal and it kind of kicked off our whole trend of, you know, like now we offer engravables and those types of things because we saw that it was just like speaking to so many people. So it's been, yeah, it's been great. It's been a good collab. Yeah. A really good fit. 
I'm sure if you follow her and you watch her stories, you can tell that she just like tells it like it is and just she looks like perfectly put together some days and then other days you can just tell that she's like momming it hard and you know being real so I think people just gravitate towards that that's awesome it just makes people more relatable too when you see the real side of them and it's usually those people who are on stories and like engaging with their audience as if they're like you know best friends in their everyday life all the time Speaking of best friends, you have kind of a cool crew of friends. Um, I don't know. I feel like what I, I'm such a creeper. Like, you are? You're on Instagram. No, but are you, are you not good friends with Lexi? Yeah. Well, yeah, Lexi and I met, I want to say, oh my gosh, like seven, is that right? Like 17 years ago when Alex was playing for the Moose, Brian was as well. Actually, they were like the first people he, that, uh, he told that he was going to ask me to marry him. And I was really? so mad at him after he told me, he was like, yeah, I showed him the ring and said I was going to propose to you this day. And I was like, wait, <laughs> this people I don't even know. Like at that point, I didn't live there or anything that you were going to propose to me. I remember we walked back into this, we walked into this like team party and everybody was just staring at me. And I was like, oh my gosh, these people all knew. They all knew you were asking me. <laughs> Oh, that's so yeah, it's like cute. Needed some like reassurance, that, like, right? Well, yeah, and then we were in Vancouver together, and then Alex and Brian got traded to Florida together, and so we have we had our kids like at the same time, kind of opposite sexes, but yeah, we've been yeah we've been really close for a long time. And now she's in Florida, so I'm like, when are you gonna move back to Canada, girl? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like the family trips yeah. we do, and like. Just couples trips, you guys being so Isn't, close. Are you friends with Anne Gill too? Yes. Yeah. I love her. I oh. love her. We met after the, the hockey uh, playing career was finished, but um, we've got mutual friends and I adore her. But then I saw that you guys were all friends too. She's the best. We met in Montreal and she was just like so welcoming. Everybody loves her. She's like one of those people. Like, I feel like she's like you, Kada. Like, she just like talks to everybody, knows everybody. I'm just kind of like, uh, <laughs> there's too many people and she's just like, oh yeah, I can hook you up with that girl or I know so-and-so. But, um, I think we like bonded cause she started her handbag line. Yeah, exactly. And we would like, I don't know, you know, just talk like business. I feel like there's just like a different level of understanding there. So she moved to Nashville and actually we did a collab with, I don't know, do you guys follow Landon Hutchinson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, that's one of her really good friends and she bought her necklaces and then all of a sudden we're like selling this necklace insane amount a necklace we've had for like years and I was like what is happening and it was Landon was wearing it and talking about it so all right so some fun questions for you yeah some table topics okay uh have you ever had a crush on a celebrity yes Josh Dumel the first time I met him in Vancouver what when we were staying at Sutton Place we were we were together like three times and I was like I shut up we married in here <laughs> I love I love so we were in we went to like the Bahamas for all-star break and I can remember like one of the guys we I don't know how the, he knew that I had had a crush on him but one of the guys went and played like at the casino and came back for dinner and was like Mel guess who's at my table I was like oh shut up so did but, you go no 
Oh, I would have jogged right over there. <laughs> I feel like it was probably I would have placed my bet and sat right next to him. <laughs> like not competing with Fergie on that level. So <laughs> totally. That's all right. Uh, do you have a bad habit that you'd like to break? Um, like a glass of wine every evening. I don't do you really want to break that? I mean, like not really, but sometimes <laughs> I question myself. <laughs> like, do I need this? Or yeah, yeah. Of course you do. Yeah, always. Oh, uh, what's the best Halloween costume you've ever seen? Ever seen? Yeah. Um, Maybe the best one you saw this year. Well, the we did like a friends party. We went to a friends party, and the host. Well, it was actually Sadine's who hosted it, Daniel and Marionette, and them and two of our other friends were the Spice Girls. And you can imagine what, like, I don't know, what that looked like. <laughs> That's awesome. I love when a guy dresses like a woman. Right? I, I feel like and they kind of like it. I think they really like it. Yeah. I think they all can't wait to actually get that. Try that drum. I know. It's the shoes, I think. It's true. Um, what was your dad's favorite swear word? My dad's. Can I? I think it was God damn it. <laughs> I think that was probably my dad's too, actually. Um, sure thinking that when she read it, I'm like, I think that was it. That was. I'm sure anybody who's religious doesn't love that. But. Probably not. Have you ever been pulled over for speeding? Yes, twice. Did you get out of the ticket? No. <laughs> Did you try? Not really. I mean, no, I didn't. I was like. I actually forgot my license at the time too, but it was a pathetic ticket. I was going like 45 and a 30. So, I mean, I don't know, with my kids in the back. I, I got pulled over for going 43 once in a 40 zone. So What? what? Yeah. And you got a ticket still? No, I didn't get a ticket. So stupid. Yeah, that seems insane. Yeah. Aren't you allowed to like go 10 over? That's what I thought. Yeah. Nice. That's what I tell myself. And Jason yeah. was driving by to go to work and he just gave me stink eye. <laughs> I was like, it's fine. <laughs> Who's better driver, you or Alex? Um, I mean, I think I would say me and he would say him. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I like, I'm definitely, I probably backseat drive far too much with him. Um, I feel like I'm probably that person. I'm like, why did you park here? Didn't you see that parking spot? That's way oh my God, I do that too. Huh? <laughs> I'm just like, like oh everyone, put your comfy shoes on. Dad's uh, par <laughs> parked in the Gilnaki. Like, oh my God, it's going to take us forever. Uh, so do you like to karaoke? I love to karaoke. Really? What? What's yeah. the go-to? What's your favorite? What's the go-to song? Oh my God. John Legend. What is the song called now? It's like the slow. Uh, I can't think. I love it. I don't know why I cannot picture you doing karaoke. I feel like you're like a little more shy than that. I know, but I feel like karaoke always involves alcohol, mm -hmm. and I don't really feel that shy after <laughs> I've had a few drinks. Actually, speak, like speaking of karaoke, Brian and Lexi and Alex and I went to Vegas. Um, this is probably like four years ago. And we did all the like the bar and like other places. And then Rippers. <laughs> like, are my kids gonna listen to this? Um, and then I was like, oh, you guys, this is so boring. Like, we should go do karaoke or something. So we like got a taxi. I Googled the karaoke place. It was probably like 
I don't know, one in the morning and the cabbie's like, are you sure you want to go here? And cause we were like getting outside of like the strip. Right. Yeah. So like, I don't know if this is such a great idea. And we're like, we're fine. It's fine. You know, you're kind of like, you've had a few and you're feeling kind of invincible. So he like pulls into the karaoke place. We all get out. He's like, I'll wait for you. You do one song and I'll wait for you. And they're like, we're fine. So we go in and they give us like our own private karaoke booth. They were like bringing us like Crown and Cokes, which is like my favorite. And we were just like singing our little hearts out. We walked out of there. The sun was coming up. It was 630 in the morning. It was like karaokeing, like just the four of us for five hours <laughs> and like I've kind of loved it ever since now when like I take my staff we like went to New York and I'm like let's find a karaoke place but like you're kind of right it really isn't my personality to like some like I hate Halloween I hate like anything really flamboyant so I don't know but it's your secret that's okay, your yeah. guilty pleasure that's yeah. best. yes so. we do have to get your ass here then to the retreat because we hit up a karaoke bar right. here the last couple of years yeah it's fun I love it. We get our private booth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm glad you said that because I'm like, I'm not really like the karaoke in front of a bunch of random strangers. No, no. You get your own <laughs> private room. Yeah. Which makes it a lot Perfect. more fun. Yeah. Then you just have to arm wrestle your friends to get, to get it. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or if everything's singing, then you just like leg guitar across the stage. <laughs> <laughs> loser <laughs> oh, that's so funny your instagram is just is it melanie all jewels or melanie all jewelry yeah so i'll make sure give we her can. a follow and get addicted i'd love it <laughs> it's not hard to get addicted your pieces are awesome oh thank you yeah keep it up i'm excited to see what happens it's just been fun to watch your your journey anyways and i love your pieces so it's I'm excited for you. Thank you. I'm excited to see what happens. I we'll see where this goes. It's been, it's been a long time, you say, like around 15 years, but I feel like this is still just the beginning for you. So, oh, thank you. Congratulations. Yes, you're kidding. Thanks. I love watching you. Yeah. So nice. And so it's so cool that you're doing this. Like, you must, it must be so interesting to talk to all these women. It's funny because everyone's so different, but we all still kind of share the same story. Like we're all just trying to find something, just, you know, have a piece of our own life and live this life, absorb all of it. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. it. But yeah, definitely. Everyone, we've had girls too that are like, I'm so boring. I don't have anything going on. I'm like, oh my gosh, everyone has a story and it, we're all on this journey and we just we're excited to be able to share businesses like yours not that you need our help or anything but um, there's some really great people within our hockey community and we want to lift them up so it's awesome it's awesome I feel like I was like a little nervous I'm like I don't is this gonna be bad that I don't like miss the like saying that I don't like miss the life really that much when like I know there are people that do but the reality is you still miss the people and mm -hmm. like you miss like how easy it is to relate to another hockey wife. I can't say that I've met that many other athletes wives. So I'm sure it's probably the same across most, like for the most part, but there's not that many people that really truly understand your whole life as well as like another hockey wife. Exactly. And like, even you and I, like we've never been teammates, but we've just kind of on 
like yeah. goalie life and just we've always just connected even if we don't talk that often we can always just randomly text each other and be like what, what about this? <laughs> this or this and then yeah what are you missing about hockey it's like the girls the paycheck yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. well always the paychecks <laughs> oh yeah we all miss that part <laughs> coaching doesn't pay well <laughs> right, right. Yeah, not right now. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. but yeah, but it, because yeah, we make these connections, right? And it's it's just easy. We don't have to explain ourselves. And yeah, just understood, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks yeah. again. Yeah. Take good care, Bye. and we sure love watching all that you're doing and all your great success. Thank you so much. All right. So. I don't know how to leave this. <laughs> yeah, we'll end it. We'll say bye. Okay. Okay. Take bye. Thanks for hanging out. You've been listening to Our Hockey Life with Codette LaBarbera and Bridget Whitney. Join us next week when we get to introduce you to another great hockey friend. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Our Hockey Life and at Codette LaBarbera.